Okay, let's roll. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Lehovin. So tonight we are going to. I don't know if we're going to finish it tonight, but it may go on for one more one more week. We'll have to see what to do with Hanukkah. But in to gain clarity about this idea of connecting to Sadiqim after their passing, so there is a very very famous kuntris. A kuntris is a pamphlet printed by the second Rebbe of Lubavitch, Dov Bear. Appropriate to learn something tonight from a Dov Bear, because tonight is the Yotzeit of the great Magid, after whom he was named. Tonight is Yotas Kislev. So, in um, concert with the concept of maintaining Dvekas with Tzadikim, let's learn this so, this kuntras covers all the bases. No matter if you are the most um, uh, halachic uh, pragmatist or the greatest, wildest makobal, he's got you covered in this thing about what, why somebody would go to the grave of its own. Okay, let's go. Lahavin Indian. So that we're on Dav Yud Tes. In the, the, what they did was they printed a volume of all the different kundresim so from the Mitla Rebbe there. So this is on page 19. Sorry about the scribbles in the Marnuts. Let's try understanding what it is that people are trying, that we're trying to gain from going to the graves of Tzadik. The concept now, hishtatchus literally means laying out, laying oneself out. The Bavarov used to do this by his mother. It was the only time I ever saw anybody ever do it. But on his mother's yard side, he would lay across the grave. And it was a very, very powerful, moving experience. When you first put him down? No. So. The Indian Yishtat Chesalakev is Yesh Bezeh Kama Madregis Vefanim Shoinim. There are several different levels and different approaches. Obederach Klal, in a general way, Yesh Bezeh He Madregis. Let's look at this from five different vantage points. Harishoin, Masha Mavayu Beshulchan Aruch, Arachayim Hilchas Tishabov. Let's first start with the halachic source. In the laws of Tishabov, it says Vezeh Lashoinim. Here's what the Machaber writes. Is the reason you go to graves on Tishabov. It is in order to arouse mourning and to subdue the evil inclination so that on Tishabov we'll do Tshuva. I always found this fascinating because you told me to do this on Yom Kippur. I would hear there's a concept of doing tshuva. Since when is there a concept of doing tshuva on Tishabov? It's not a day of tshuva. It's not known for a day of tshuva. It's not for a day of mourning. I mean, I understand the concepts are related. Can you please give Mr. Dawson a copy? Can you share? Now he's comes the Midler Rebbe and adds kind of what um, Eitan was saying. 
that it's along the path of what Chazal say in the Gemara and Brachas, V'im Lav. Remember the Gemara that says, that a person should incite their Yetzotev against the Yetzotev if you win, fine. If not, you should learn Torah. If not, you should read the Shema. V'im Lav. By the underlined section, Yaskar the Yemamisa. So you see clearly from here that the concept of the relationship to death is an assistance in overcoming the Yetzahara. By thinking, by conjuring up the image of death, one is able to subdue the Yetzahara. And he adds in another source in Chazal that Chazal tell us that it's better to go to a house of mourning than it is to go to a chasana. Mm-hmm. Also, it's better to go to the house of an oval than to go to the base of Mishnah. Why? So the reason Chazal gave is because it sobers a person up. So you see from there, that the first basic entry level reason for going to a cemetery is the thought that eventually everybody ends up there. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, the second reason is also mentioned, the Shulchan Aruch and the laws of Rosh Hashanah. It says, It is customary, I think it's mentioned about Erev Rosh Hashanah, that it's customary to go to graves, very different approach than on Tishabav, that one should plead there for mercy. There the reason is completely different than Tishabav. It's not about subduing the Yitzhahara. During the Aseris, he made shuvah his mishum the base akvaris who makim menuchas atzadikim that a a graveyard, a cemetery, is a place where tzadikim are buried. The cemetery is a holy and pure place because it is a holy and pure pure place. Tefillah is more readily received in heaven when it is delivered in a holy and a pure place. So whereas on Tishabav, the reason is to subdue the Yitzhahara, during Asiyah when you're trying to plead for a great new year, you want to go daven in a holy place, the holiest place, as we shared last week, two weeks ago, maybe it was yesterday, that the, the um, Zaya writes that the Kvarim are the most holy, are the holiest place, and the Vilna Goyen adds there that Ubefrat Kevarachal. Kevarachal is the holiest place. Then he adds, Vivakesh, Me'ashem Yisbarach, the Shulchan Aruch continues, that a person should ask from Hashem, Shiyitan Elavrach Me'em Bishchus HaTzadikim Sheikh Ne'afar that we should plead from Hashem, that Hashem should give us mercy in the merit of the tzaddikim who are buried there. And that too is divided into two sections. The first reason is that because it is a holy, pure place, therefore the tefillah is more readily received on high. 
And Habez, interesting, this is a, a psychological insight. A person will daven in such a place with greater intent. Going back to reason number one, that due to the fact that the person is in a cemetery, he's going to be aroused to tshuva, therefore his davening is going to be a more intense davening, meaning leaving, leaving aside the holiness of the place. But due to the fact that there's the aspect of remembering the day of death, the person's tefillah is going to be different. That causes that the tefillah will be more readily received. So A, it's a holy place. B, because it is a place of tshuva, his tefillah is going to be a better quality tefillah, and therefore his tefillah will be received. That's so, two reasons. So if, if cemetery is such a holy, holy place, why is it they're always so far away from where the community is? It makes any it's all... It was not always the case. Every shtetl had its own cemetery. It's only now that we're living in big cities that that's the case. You look in Europe, every shtetl had its own cemetery. Reason number three, the third reason is, the third reason to go to the cemetery, we find in Chazal that a person went to the resting place of their father or their child. That arouses a person to weeping and to eulogy. And that causes a completely and total opening of the heart. It completely opens up the wound once again, as if the deceased was laying in front of him. That his heart is broken because of the pain. That reaches it reaches the pintala the to weep with complete and total bitterness. Like the Gemara tells us in Brachas, Rabbi Yechonon said, Rabbi Yechonon used to walk around with a bone. And he'd said, Dein Grama, this is the cause, the Asiro, this is the, the bone of my tenth child that died. He would walk around with the bone of the tenth child that died. That he should never forget about this child that died. He always walked around with a broken heart. Notice he uses the term brokenheartedness, not depression. This is very shy to this week's parashat. Like we find about the patriarch Yankiv. She is That he mourned for Yosef so many days. That he constantly wept bitterly over the, depart, the the death of his child. He thought he was dead. Because Yosef was never forgotten. As we know, the real reason that he was never forgotten is because he was still alive. But applying it to our case, when a person goes to a grave, even if the person had already been forgotten for some time, now when a person comes to the grave it returns and he's reminded 
until a person can come to a very bitter weeping. And that causes a complete opening of the heart. Once a person is crying, then he can cry for productive reasons, to weep for his sins. Kam came believe in Nishba Vinidkiu Bibhirab with tremendous weeping. And weeping leads a person to a complete and total chuva. Why? See explain psychologically again. That which stops us from really regretting what we've done, Humachmas Gasus Vigavasalev. It's all because of arrogance and the um, in America we would call it the thick skin that we put on, the facade that we put on. But when we, the times come that we have a real broken heart, interestingly he says, no matter what the cause of it is, could be a worldly matter. It could be uh, uh, just something that touches us so deeply. A person should utilize that moment to do a complete and total tshuva. And good Jews knew how to use tears of joy or tears of being moved from something awesome. We'll get into that soon to utilize it for tshuva as well. This is the concept of, of yisurim, of pain that come to a person. That Chazal referred to them as yisurim shalahava, as pain of love. Even things that reach us as deeply as our children, our health, our parnasa, that Hashem beats us up, in order to awaken us to do tshuva, because those things touch us in the deepest place. And the proof is, like we just learned from Yechonon, by, by force, Rabbi Yechon was not Yisurim of any other form other than Yisurim that were going to lead him to a deeper love and a relationship with Hashem. So that's the third one. The third one is to arouse weeping and brokenheartedness that will lead to Tshuva. Now, if you notice, all three of these had nothing to do with the relationship with the person, aside from the mourning aspect of it. But there's no connection going on. right? The, even the reason we said that it's a holy place is that we're in the merit of the, the holiness of the place, the truth will be greater. Okay. But now we get into the relationship. Next paragraph. But the fourth level is is when we go to the grave of a tzaddik. People that we knew and recognized be and we knew them when they were alive. Is 
emunasai, powerful words here, very dangerous words. From the intensity of the emunasai, that the person believed in that tzaddik, while he was still alive, that he is a godly man, a holy man. When he used to go into him, when that person was still alive, he would come to a concept called bittel. His existence disappeared in that person's presence. When he used to go into the chamber where he um, sat, where he held forth. He ceased to exist because of the great amount of shame and humility that the person was ashamed and humbled in the presence of the tzaddik to such a degree that very often I, I saw this many times that people couldn't speak out of awe they, couldn't, they, literally, they were in such awe of the presence they were in that they couldn't utter a word that's true Bittel like we each of us say as we enter the Shemun Esrei when we're supposed to come to that level of Bittel so we have to ask that Hashem open our lips so that we can begin to speak so we say Hashem Hashem please open my lips so I can begin to speak your words of praise therefore in a similar way when a person comes to the resting place, the bittel that a person will experience when they go to the grave of a tzaddik that they knew will be even more so. Why? Guy can't see you. Because we all know that Chazal tell us that the tzaddik is even greater in death than he was in life. And if in life we couldn't open our mouths because we were trembling, then, how much more so when we're in his presence in death? And because of the intensity of the emuna that we had, that the, we believe in the intensity of the holiness of that tzaddik's neshama, but that has already gone to its exalted place, stage after stage, and yet, as we discussed a few weeks ago, there is some level of soul that there's a relationship that he still knows what's going on in the grave. Like the Arizal writes, that there's a level of nefesh that remains with the body in the grave. And what's more, I'm sorry, the, the other levels of neshama, we discussed this two weeks ago, are connected with this nefesh. So although the presence that's there is only the nefesh level, but that nefesh level has a, a direct um, fiber optic 
connection, or what would you call it today? And, uh, they're beyond fiber optics already. It's into the next level of... Uh, huh? Yeah, some kind of relationship with the other levels. (laughs) Says the Arizal, this is why there is a mitzvah to place a marker on a grave. (laughs) Because it becomes the kisei, the chair for that makif. Is if that's the case. For certain, when we come to the resting place of a tzaddik, and the person conjures up in front of their eyes the image of this person's, of this tzaddik's pure and holy face. He will be overcome by a trembling and a fear, more so than when the tzaddik was alive. Because at least at that point, he was in a physical body. But now the level of the nefesh of the tzaddik is in its complete and total spiritual form. Is gam yochel who love all your days of the pchinas b'metzios v'yiri la'mamish that allows the person to come to a self non-existence and to the highest form simultaneously to the highest form of awe. So it's almost a contradiction in terms, because if I don't exist, I can't experience awe. So it's a very strange um, fusion of emotions. So he explains, this concept of this highest form of awe, it is a very deep it is referred to as year of shame. Meaning, a person who comes into the presence of a great man, a tzaddik, there's nothing to fear uh, 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 that he's going to do, but it's just a simple recognition of, boy, look at the ocean of difference between me and this tzaddik. That creates Yeriz Baishas. Like, are we really the same species? That's that's Yeriz Baishas, like... Spiritually, no. Well, that's, that's what he's saying. And therefore, whom is batam of the gamma, I cease to exist. As if I have no chshivas, I have no presence at all. That's the concept of this highest level of year that we're supposed to attain with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That we are ashamed, we're in awe, we're in complete non-existence from Hashem's greatness. Because when we're dealing with the Almighty, to His greatness, there is no limit. Hashem's ear is upward infinitely and downward to no limits. Shazel Masha Amru, this is of this, the Mishnah says, Imein Chachma Ein Yira. If there is no wisdom, there is no awe. 
Next page. Shachachma ilah, because when we're speaking of true wisdom, shibchin is ma. The word chachma is made up of the power of being able to ask what? Meaning, compared to him, what am I? What am, what am I left with? Like it says there in the Siddur. So now he says like this. This is the... I underlined it. Now, by the way, this... I learned this when we went to the... Um, in Ukraine. So I wanted to... Before I went, I wanted to have some insight as to what this is all about. So that's where I made these notes. And I, I'm really impressed from the fact that there's actually some logic to the underlining in the notes that I made. So he says like this, next line, along the lines of what we are supposed to feel vis-a-vis the Almighty is we understand now he's referring to his father because he wrote this to give the chassidim some handle as to what they were doing when they were going to Hadich to the grave of the Balatanya. So when we go to the grave of the Tzadik Vakodesh, a person could come to an immense, intense busha, and literally a lack of existence, because the person is embarrassed and ashamed from all of his deeds and his thoughts that he's done, and he thought, until this day, because they are completely known and revealed. How is that? Because the tzaddik, even when he was alive, a tzaddik knows the thoughts of the people who are around him. As everybody knows. And for sure this is the case with the soul of the tzaddik after his passing. Because at that point it's even easier because he's no longer confined to the prison of his body. And what's more, the, the bitl, the nullification, and the shame is also because of the intense light of the Shechina that's sustaining the nefesh of the tzaddik at this place. Because the, the soul of the tzaddik similar to our own neshamas, but the difference is that the, the, the neshama the tzaddik is a revealed portion of godliness. And there are no barriers between the soul of the tzaddik and Hashem. The goal of all of this, shame, nullification, all of these things that happen at the grave of the tzaddik, is it gives us the ability to arouse and awaken abundant mercy over the spark of godliness in our own lives when we recognize 
how pathetic our existence is in comparison to what this person has done with their lives. And look at the 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 sad state of affairs of our nefesh compared to what the tzaddik has done with his life and we look at what we've done with our lives so that gives us the ability to scream and arouse heavenly pity as enough our lives are pathetic enough would you please help us make something of ourselves I was speaking to somebody today so he asked me to get involved with a project it's a big scale project so I said to him, Reb so-and-so, what's in it for you? I'm not, I'm hearing it's glorious, it's big. Why are you doing it? Tell me what's in it for you. So he's quiet for a minute. He says, you know, nobody lives forever. He says, and I actually think that I'm really doing this, L'Shem Shemaim. I'm really doing this because I just want to do something in my life for God's sake. It was very impressive. So that's what he's saying. To be to come to a place by, due to the comparison to the life of the tzaddik, it'll give us the ability to arouse heavenly mercy upon ourselves. Incredible definition. He gives a definition here to Chuvila. Chuvila is to arouse heavenly mercy over our neshama. Not regret, not commitment to the future, but recognizing the pity over our poor neshamas that are stuck in this lousy existence, imprisoned in my body and what I've done with my life. Because of the self-nullification that this person experiences in his relationship to this tzaddik, it is the same as one's nullification to Hashem. What? How can you say that? Says the Mithra Rebbe, Kamaimer, it's a Gemara. Is it possible for a person? The Pasuk says, If I sit back, you should cleave to Hashem. Can any person cleave to the Shekhinah? Says the Gemara, Anyone who connects themselves to a Torah scholar is it's as if he connects to the Shekhinah. So this is not a Hasidic Gemara. This was printed before the Hasidim came on the scene. As the Gemara says, as, as the Beltani explains that Gemara, and this form of tshuva, of rachmim rabim, of arousing mercy upon one's soul, is a much higher, deeper form of tshuva. In his gimel, where he was crying as the result of, oh, yeah, I got such sorrows in my life, children and livelihood and gazunt and all the tsaris, and that leads a person to be able to cry. That's not coming from a vantage point of a realization of how great a person can become. Whereas here, it's the result of the recognition of greatness. Over there was the recognition of, oh, am I a sad, uh, you know, I've, I've got some tsaris. Here, it's the result of the person recognizing how awesome a human being can become. So the, the, the point of departure is a much deeper and greater place.
ve'aid. And this becomes very critical. What's more, ki ayidei toikiv hiskashrus ha'emuna benefesh ha'tzadik, due to the intensity of the band and his faith in the soul of this tzaddik, mipnimius in the kudus from the depth of the very depth of his being. And again, I love this. It's very piyusetznedik. And by using his imagination to conjure up the image of the tzaddik, so I always love wherever possible to get a picture of what the author of a sefer looks like. It gives you a different appreciation, a, a, a whole different sense of who's talking to you. And through this nullification, here we go. This is the first time he's now mentioning the concept that we've been learning up until now. It gives the person who's at the gravesite in some way the ability to connect to connect to the soul of the tzaddik who's buried there. So this is the first time he's mentioning a connection. Okay? This is somewhat similar, somewhat related to the connection of one spirit to another. That's mentioned of great people. As we will explain intensely about the highest level, the fifth level. But what the point that he's trying to make here is that due to the tshuva that the person is doing, the tshuva itself creates the connection. Okay? In the fifth level, he's going to talk about a deliberate connection to the, the tzaddik. Here he's saying, no, I'm not talking about a deliberate, a, a concerted effort to connect. Here he's saying, through the comparison, through the, the shame and the recognition of the distance between him and that tzaddik, that itself creates a connection with that tzaddik. Okay? The difference would be that it, this does not require a great deal of knowledge, necessarily, about the, the tzaddik. It's just the recognition. I mean, you got to know something about the person. you got to know the, the, his, his attainment. But here he's saying, it is somewhat similar and for this reason the prayers that will be said at the gravesite of that tzaddik will be able to be elevated heavenward when the tzaddik's soul is elevated he's going to take those prayers with him and therefore these that prayer will be fruitful both above and below this is the faith in the tzaddikim this is why people travel to the grave sites of tzaddikim even though they come to know great insights about the tzaddik they're not learning from them directly there's no um, connection that's going on between them it's just from the the distance and the awakening that's happening at that site, at that moment that allows for the tefillah to connect to the tzaddik and the tzaddik is able to 
deliver that tefillah. Now, let's start this, at least start this fifth level. The Inyana Madrega He, Randaf Chaf Aleph here in the second paragraph. The concept of the fifth level, Umadrega Gevoya Ma'id, this is the highest, the deepest. Shain Lamadam Mana, there's no level higher than this. Pretty strong words. This is the concept of when we were talking earlier about the 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 concept that's mentioned prostration. about the huh prostration. prostration upon the grave of the tzaddik. It is so intense and so great. The person could come to tremendous grasping and understanding at the grave. That is to say, that the person who's going to the grave can have an elevation of their soul to the point where their soul connects to the nefesh of the tzaddik, both souls connect back in their source, meaning that the Zayar Kaddish says, it's brought in the works of the, the Arizal also, that the reason certain people connect to each other, how is it that you got a guy from Dallas that ends up in Milwaukee, you got a, uh, you got two quacks here from Dallas that end up in Milwaukee, or or you have people coming together from the four corners of the world and 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 they they have relationships and one person does relate to another person doesn't relate and so on, is because within the kaima of other marishan, people come from the similar source. He speaks there about the the paya. That, that there were people who come from the, the various tzaddikim came from the right pay of other and the left pay of other and so on and when people come from the same source and they're able to reconnect at that level so they end up sharing information in the world of bluetooth it's called pairing okay now that there is a general neshama and the person is able to arouse that level of soul in order to elevate their own souls this is the concept of where the person creates an awakening an arousal, a thirst from below don't distort this into thinking that we're dealing here with the, God forbid, the prohibition of, what's it called, where, where um, that, uh, but it, there's, a, there's a word for it in English, um, na, 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 uh, seance, yeah, of bringing back souls into the body. Here is a necromancy. That here he's talking about that they're able to bring back the neshama to their guf and to converse with them. 
This is what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the connection of one spirit to the next. The point of that all this is, is the person is able to attain incredible um, attainments in um, um, and I don't want to call it strictly uh, intellectual, but to attain much de- deeper, greater levels, in the secrets of Torah, to come to a a tremendous unity. The was one of the disciples of the Ariza, one of the very early Kabbalistic works. And this is well known, that the Arizal would give instructions to his disciples, to come together. He would send them. That's how we know where the grave sites of all these people are in Israel, because the Arizal used to send out his Talmidim to get information and to learn things from various Tzadikim. So he identified where all these Tzadikim were buried. There were no markers. But when you're the Arizal, so you and you need information, you want to understand something from Abaya because you're having difficulty with one of the things he said. So you send your disciple out to speak to Abaya. It's a pretty easy. This to be able to attain tremendous knowledge there. But this next statement is wild. The underline Vizel Kol Goidel Malas Arizal. This was the entire. Attainment of the Arizal, that all these lofty souls, he's basically saying, What's the big deal with the Arizal? So he knew it all. Easy for him. He had all these people and came and they revealed to him all the secrets. Of course, he was the Arizal. He had the, he had the you know, if I had a Bayan Rava teaching me, I'd be the, you know, I'd be the Arizal too. Like, what's the great kunst there of being the Arizal? If you're able to connect to all of these. An incredible neshamis, and they were able to reveal to him all these secrets. And Reb Chaim Vital details it in, in, in incredible detail the places that he went and what he learned from them. To be able to speak to the neshamis of these tzaddikim who are turned in the earth is a greater and higher level than. Elio coming to a person because Elio comes to a person he's, he's you know you have a conversation but here this is connecting with someone who's not alive who doesn't have that ability to come back in the flesh and blood and it's greater than Ruach HaKodesh Kamei Shekzir B'Shar HaKedusha L'Rab Chaim V'Tal Zal writes about the Arizal's disciple of Chaim Vital. It's a famous story that, that the Neshama of Binyo came to the Reb Chaim Vital. To the degree where it was, he became um, his Neshama possessed, that's the word, by his Neshama. And there's several stories like this about the Arizal that he walked in one day with, and and he stood up for another disciple because, because he he was he had, um, not imitated but emulated one of the Tanayim and the Tana came along with him and so on. So, 
This is all happens through this form of unity. You went back to the grave several times, many times. And this is easier to do when the people share the neshamas, as I was discussing earlier, that they came from the same source, and therefore they were able to relate to one another. Says for sure, yes, there are numerous levels of depth and how to what degree a person can relate. But one thing is for sure that this concept is where this is for great people. People who haven't messed up their lives at all. And their souls are pure and pristine. And their, their, their souls are luminous. luminous. So maybe their, their Yechida is a little bit not so clear, but at least the Nefesh and their, their Ruach is perfect. So, I want you to understand, he says, that this level of connection is much greater than the tshuva ilah, that the, the tshuva of, of recognition of shame in the face of greatness. Because over there, there was no connection, that meaning, over there, if you remember, what we're discussing there is that that tzaddik was able to take the person's tefillah and elevate it with him. Here, you're walking away with something from the tzaddik. Here, you're walking away with a message. But on this level, even somebody who's much less can somehow attain these levels and to create this kind of unity this is the concept literally of connecting meaning where we're talking about the level of shame anybody can attain that level of shame quite quite the contrary the lower a person is the greater the shame is going to be but here when we're talking about a person connecting on this level it has to be a, a person who's on a very high level this is where the person connects his spirit to the spirit of the tzaddik. And they both are elevated to their source through the person's yearning. Um, what in the world is this? I have no idea what this is. This is the language of the Sefer. And if this person his, has, has the merit of being in touch with his Nefesh he'll be able to connect to that level. Look there at length. I just want to read to you one, one fascinating fast, uh, aspect that the Zedra Matala writes about his grandfather in his introduction to the Shoshana Samakim, about the, the Chikasa. So the Matala writes, he was shattered when his grandfather 
passed on. And then to make matters worse, as he was working on organizing the safer of his grandfather's teachings, a f- fire consumed all of his possessions. So he writes, and then he, he one chassid had one year's worth of divrater written down, and he set out to um, organize them. So he writes as follows about his about his grandfather um, that he was nifter during Shalashudis and he says um, oh. he says because Sheshanas, the name that he named the Sefer, with the letters and the Kerala Gematria of Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael It's also the Gematria of Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya. These are four out of the five levels of Neshama. Ashemaran HaKadosh, that his grandfather, the Holy One, Bevadai Zachal Elohim Dregas, for certain, had the merit of attaining those levels of soul. That was very clear just by anybody who looked at him. But the highest level of Yechida there's no one in our generation who merited that level. And he lived in a generation of some pretty lofty souls. So when he's talking here, when the Mithra Rebbe mentioned, and this is his son-in-law, when he mentions here that if a person has the merit of nefesh, ruch, neshama, you're dealing with some pretty exalted levels of people on the level of, of the Chikasa Zayda who had the ability of connecting their nefesh, ruch, neshama with the nefesh, ruch, neshama, the tzaddikim. As far as Kohanim go, the Rav um, instructed on his father's yotzeit, the Divrachim's yotzeit, that just going into the city, even though he couldn't go to the cemetery, but going to the city on the day of the outside was adequate as far as attaining some connection with the neshama of the tzaddik. So we will conclude this hopefully in one more session, probably two, um, about the... Um, it gets down much more to, um, to you know, to practical. You know, we're not. He's not going to give instructions on how to uh, glean from the uh, information from the neshamas of tzaddikim. But it's important to know that that ability did exist, and that that's what he attributes the greatness of the Arizal is that he was able to derive from those tzaddikim the secrets by visiting their graves. So we'll take it up from here, Imyotza Hashem, next week.